Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah, yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on v Welcome in. It is Follow the Money here on v the sports betting network. Mitch Moss, Polly Howard. We're live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. We have a lot of football. In fact, it's the full hour, a full hour here of football starting right now. Uh, Adam Chernoff is going to join us in about five seconds. Bruce Marshall is going to be on the show in about 30 minutes. He's yeah. been traveling around SEC media days. We'll do Pac-12, maybe some Big 12 with him as well. But a longtime friend of the show, great NFL handicapper. Um, follow him on Twitter. He's at Adam Chernoff as well and the Simple Handicap Podcast. Good morning, pal. How you been? I'm doing very well. We're 13 days away. But before we go, I just got to ask. Did I just five minutes ago hear Paulie compare himself to Matt Damon? Was that how that Absolutely. that's how it came off to me? Was that realistic? Of course. Yeah. And I think I should be paid as much too. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Hey, hey, you know, you don't know what I'm capable of. No, I do. If you, I'm well aware. How do you gotta let me finish? Think it's possible. We never know here. Well, no, you give me thirty takes. Adam, I mean, you never. Adam, I have to deal with the guy in my entire life. <laughs> I mean, full time job. <laughs> it's a second full time job, is what it is. Babysitting this guy. Uh, babysitting. Oh, man. How did we get here? How did we get here? <laughs> well, he was listening. He paid attention five minutes ago. Let's start with it the Chiefs. It was a bold claim, but I'll, I'll, support, I'll support part of it, but not the whole way. Okay. okay. Thank you. Right. You made me halfway. All right. So this week, we, you know, doing daily previews and weekly previews, it was the AFC West. We started off on Monday with the Chiefs and did a little bit more on that division today. Uh, Paulie, of course, he likes him a lot to win the division. I like some of the exact that you can bet. What is your approach to uh, betting? What have you done so far with KC? Um, nothing specifically there yet, but okay. I think that with Kansas City, uh, we get one of the craziest offseason stats that needs to be maybe talked about a little more that really frames where they are within the league right now. And so Kansas City Sports Network had a tweet about two weeks ago, and it showed quarterbacks win-loss record when their opponent scores 28 points or more. And so it listed off a bunch of names. But just to rattle a few off here, Josh Allen, 5-10. and 10. Lamar Jackson, 4-10. and 10. Justin Herbert, 5-16. and 16. Joe Burrow, 2-8. and eight. And if you want more historical context, Rodgers, 17-46. Brady, 20-33. And, and then there was a space, and it showed Mahomes at the bottom, 17-13. and 13. Wow. So we think about the difference here, right? Patrick Mahomes is as good of a quarterback as we've seen in our lifetime. 
now he finally has a defense that's going to be above average. So he's 17 and 13 doing things quarterbacks couldn't do when he's giving up 28 points on the other side. This defense for Kansas City going into 2023, not only is it the highest projected defense at all positional rankings preseason that he's ever had, but I think it can be a lot better than that. I think the Chiefs can really have a top 12 defense. And we've never seen Mahomes have anything close to that. And so you're trying to look at this time in the preseason for teams. How do they get better? Where do they improve? Is the possible improvement legitimate? And with Kansas City, I think because of that defense, we're going to see them be as good as they've ever been. So um, could only look one way with Kansas City, but it's going to be a, a very good season for them in 2023. I agree. I, I just think a dollar fifty to win the division is a great bet as well. And they've done it seven years in a row. Week one to open the season, that Thursday night game, they host Detroit. And I th- I'm, I'm coming around about, you know, we got to calm down, I think, a little bit on this Detroit hype. While it was a great story last year, now how do you deal with expectations? I'm not an Aaron Glenn fan. I'm concerned about the defense, and I was listening to your podcast. You have a staggering st- – I was, I was shocked by it. The stat that you have on Detroit last year. What are your thoughts on the Lions? Yes. So again, we what I'm talking about when you're sort of looking in in the season ahead, where can a team get better? Where are they likely to get worse? If we put Detroit into context last year, EPA per play, they finished sixth on offense and 31st on defense. We'll focus on the offense for one second. You think about the pieces there. Jared Goff, St. Brown, a really good offensive line. They finished sixth and everybody's calling for improvement again this season. To get this team higher than sixth is a significant leap where you're putting the Lions and Goff among the best in the NFL. Last season, they were trailing for 65% of their offensive snaps. We know that when teams are playing catch-up and playing from behind, offenses tend to be a little bit more explosive. They're taking more chances. The schedule this year for Detroit gets a lot more difficult in terms of opposing defenses that they're going to face. So when I think about them finishing sixth last year, there's just so little room to go up. Things are going to get more difficult if they're more competitive. Games are going to be tighter. It's going to be a different state for what the offense is facing. Sure, the defense is going to get a little bit better. Tough to be worse than 31st, especially when you add some improvements within the secondary for the Lions. But again, if if we're saying the Lions defense takes an enormous leap, right? Let's say they jump from 31st to, say, 15th. Well, Kansas City has been a top three offense with a defense 15 to 22 for the last four seasons. And Mahomes, like I just said, has got them by. So now if you're putting the Lions in that same category, a top three offense, an average defense, like are you telling me that they're going to get the same out of this roster with Jared Goff at quarterback? Everyone wants improvement for the Lions, but... Like you look last year, everything broke their way. They played as well as they could. They got a ton out of this team. They got nine wins. Now it gets more difficult. I'm just, uh, I'm not there on the improvement for the Lions everyone else sees. Okay, how about mm. in that division? Let's follow the money here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Our guest, the great Adam Shirtoff, talking some NFL here today. Uh, Justin Fields came out, the quarterback of the Bears, and basically said, yeah, I can throw for 4,000 yards this year. Do you see any scenario where that's going to happen? <laughs> Believe it or not, no quarterback in the history of the Chicago Bears ever ever thrown for 4,000 yards. So if Fields does it, he's going to be the first. It'll be an interesting thing because it's it's really all comes down to mindset and decision-making. He's got the arm strength to make any throw happen. But last year, a big stat that jumps out, he had an aggression percentage of 9%. That was the lowest in the league. And what that stat represents is passes, to receivers where the nearest defender is within one yard or less. So he was throwing to more open wide receivers by choice than any other quarterback in the league. However, when you look at his catchable pass percentage, he was 45th of quarterbacks last year. So not only was he throwing to open quarterbacks, but his catchable ball rate was 45th. There's only 32 starters, not very good. So Is he going to be more willing to put the ball into tighter windows now that DJ Moore is there? Maybe it opens up some more space for these guys. We'll see. But it's going to be a case where he has to get the ball out a lot quicker. He has to be willing to put it into tighter windows. If he does both of those things, a lot of upside for the offense. We'll see very early in the season if he does. 
Uh, but so far in what we've seen from him, he, he's a very reluctant passer anytime the nearest defender is really tight on his receivers. We both are high on two uh, new coordinators uh, in some new spots. Uh, Kellen Moore going to the Chargers. I think Herbert has a big year, and they're going to take shots down the field. And it's also the upgrade, what they were dealing with Lombardi. I mean, he had a quote last year, I want to be in third and manageable. What? Yeah, you exactly. were at the bottom in, in, uh, in third down uh, rate as well, how bad the Chargers were. But what do you think the type of year that Herbert has, and what do you expect out of him from a number standpoint? And as you've talked about on your podcast, uh, and Allen has made the comments, how Moore wants to take shots down the field. So everything offseason OTAs has been Kellen Moore and offense receivers, Herbert, anybody. They're saying we're going to be going deep. We're going to be going deep a lot more often. We're going to be taking shots downfield. This is what Moore wants. This is what Herbert wants. Like you mentioned with Lombardi, Paulie, last year, believe it or not, Justin Herbert with this incredible arm strength, he was 32nd, dead last, in intended air yards per pass attempt. No quarterback through it shorter downfield on average per throw than Justin Herbert. That is absolutely 100% going to change in 2023. I think realistically we'll see Herbert above eight intended air yards per throw. That'll put him in a, in a top 10 rate. That's not uncommon for more in his offenses. And so everything's going to be more deep downfield. What I think might be an interesting look, you can find Justin Herbert most interceptions at 30 to one in the league this season. Mm. I don't think it's going to be a bad season, but I think just with him throwing so much deeper downfield, the Chargers being in so many competitive games, the really difficult schedule, uh, 15, 16 interceptions, not out of the realm of possibilities here. And at 30 to one, considering this extreme scheme change, I think he's definitely in play for that award, especially at that price. It's a big number. Okay, excellent. Let's shop around for that uh, this morning. So one more thing in this segment before we get, uh, we'll hang on to that. We'll hang on to your cornerstone offensive player of the year in like 90 seconds here. Uh, rookie of the year. Are you looking at uh, Zay Flowers for Baltimore? Uh, what's interesting to me with Zay Flowers more so than rookie of the year is the rec- receiving yards leader for rookies. He's at six to one this morning. Okay. Um, okay. That puts him third on the odds board. Uh, Smith and Jigba's number one, but Flowers at six to one. Uh, Lamar Jackson said he wants to throw for 6,000 yards. It's the offseason of quarterbacks <laughs> making crazy claims that are way off of their career baselines. But with Todd Munkin coming in to run the Ravens offense, you Love don't it. have to look far to find out all the changes. It's going to be a lot more passing, going to be a lot more space, a lot more focus on explosive plays. But not only has Flowers been working with Lamar in Florida on the side beyond practices and OTAs, on a daily basis, but now you're starting to hear guys from the team say flowers is not only the number one wide receiver on the team, but the number one wide receiver on the team by a long mile. Yes. And that's with OBJ coming in. Uh, flowers is going to have a really big year. He can be very explosive. He's a perfect fit within this monk and offense for his skill set, what Lamar wants in a wide receiver. And so seeing him at six to one and considering how much he's going to be featured within this offense, I think that's a nice look to be the rookie receiving yards leader in 2023. All right, up next, more with Adam Chernoff. And follow him on Twitter. He is at Adam Chernoff. His podcast is called The Simple Handicap. He has thoughts on a star receiver and how to approach his betting markets this year. And again, he'll tell you who the cornerstone player should be in his offensive player of the year portfolio next. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Download the DraftKings app today. New customers can bet $5, get $150 in bonuses instantly. Use promo code VSEN when you sign up. Incredible menu. We talked about it earlier. Everything they have with the NFL menu and anything you want. Each division, exact finish, the head-to-head battle. DraftKings.com slash sportsbook. Full terms and conditions. Get up there. We continue with uh, NFL better Adam Chernoff on Twitter at his name. And the uh, podcast is called The Simple Handicap. Okay, you came on earlier this summer and you made a case for Jerry Judy, Offensive Player of the Year. He was into the triple digits at that time. I don't think the, yep. that number is close to being available anymore. And he can certainly have a breakout season in year one of Sean Payton. But you told me about a guy that you wanted to add today, or you have been adding anyway, but give it out to the audience, about uh, someone who you called the cornerstone to the Offensive Player of the Year portfolio that people should have. Who is it, Adam? Nick Chubb. And Mitch, you got him at 23-1 to recently. Is that right? I got him yesterday, 23-1, to yep. Okay, so for the sake, I think we'll say 20-1 to or better for Nick Chubb, Offensive Player of the Year. There was talk this week um, from Stump Mitchell, the running back coach, that said he'll lead the league in rushing. He's like right around plus 450 for that. I would stay away and go offensive player of the year. Couple reasons. First and foremost, you have Kevin Stefanski who came out with the offseason endorsement and was like, Nick Chubb's the guy. He's going to lead the backfield. Offense is going to be including him as a big role within this offense. And that was to stop the worry because once Watson came in last year, Chubb didn't score another touchdown the rest of the way. And so it's like Stefanski right away. He's like, slow down. He's still our guy. Big part of the offense. Watson came out. And he's like, 2-4, Nick Chubb, he's going to be the guy that's in our offense. He's going to run a ton. We're going to give him the ball. We've got the best offensive line. Nick Chubb's going to be the guy. So you have the head coach, the quarterback endorsement. You have Stump Mitchell, the running back coach, saying he's going to lead the league in rushing. Everything's on the table for Nick Chubb this year. Where it gets, I think, really interesting is what's not being said so out and publicly, but sort of between the lines a little bit, is that the Browns, are making an offensive shift under Stefanski. Stefanski forever has been the outside zone, quarterback under center, play action, big rollout type of offensive play caller. He's now going to switch to having Watson in the shotgun a lot more often. When Watson was at his best, it's about 80% shotgun rate in his time in Houston. Last year with Cleveland, that was right around 55%. So that's going to shift, which means Watson's going to be a lot more of a running threat but also Chubb is going to be a lot more of a receiving threat in the passing game. Very quietly last year, Nick Chubb was eighth for running back in yards per route run. He just didn't get a lot of targets because Kareem Hunt was there with him. Now Hunt is gone. It's Chubb's backfield entirely, and you have this offensive shift. So the reason I go offensive player of the year here is because not only is Chubb going to get the increased red zone opportunities with Hunt out of the picture, who took 40% of his share in the red zone last year. But now you're going to have Chubb as this receiving option out of the backfield that could potentially open up a ton of yardage for him that he hasn't had in seasons past. So a lot of upside here for Nick Chubb. If you can get 20 to one or better offensive player of the year, I think it's a really good bet. All right. Excellent. Earlier we discussed Seattle. Can Geno Smith do it again? And can they get back to the playoffs and uh, be a force in the NFC? What do you think now with, you mentioned uh, Jigba too, uh, getting him in the draft. 
What do you expect out of Metcalf this season? So absolutely, Geno Smith can do it again. Uh, I think the big criticism on him when he came in was the immaturity, uh, and he had some stuff to work on. I think we're now sort of past that within his career. He's in a really good spot here. He was super aggressive last year, very confident downfield thrower. I uh, was making all the throws. I don't think that was a one-off. I think maybe he comes back a little, but a, a big year again for Geno as a willing downfield passer. The addition of Smith and Jigba kind of confirms that we're going to see an offensive shift for Seattle. This has been a Seahawks offense for a number of years that's been very run-focused, a lot of two tight end, heavy personnel sets. I think the addition of Smith and Jigba really gives them that third option that they trust. You're drafting him one, he's going to play. And that's going to be a lot more three wide receiver sets, which is a very, very good thing for DK Metcalf. He's going to get a lot more space. He's going to get less attention than he was when it was just him and Lockett on the outside. That third option that's going to free up Metcalf quite a bit. But a bet that I like is Metcalf to lead the league in receiving touchdowns. Mm. And you can find that around 25 to 1. Last year, and this is a pretty crazy split that I was looking at, he had 28 red zone targets. When Seattle was inside the opponent, 20, Metcalf had 28 targets. That was third highest in the league. Kelsey had 32. Jefferson had 29. But when you look at those targets, they had a completion percentage from Geno Smith of 32%. And so where does that 32% sort of lie within the scheme of things? for red zone targets within the NFL. Well, if you look at the 75 receivers who had the most red zone targets and you list them out one to 75, that 32% ranks 75th of 75 receivers. Lowest in the league by a mile. So it's clear Seattle wants to get the ball to Metcalf in the red zone because he's such a huge target. But it was just this weird, fluky outlier performance last year where only 32% of those passes were completed. The league average on those red zone targets was 55%. So I think more emphasis on the pass, more three wide receiver sets. The team clearly wants to get him the ball in the red zone. That's not going to change. You maybe have a little bit more luck on those passes. You don't have that crazy outlier season. A very real possibility that 14, 15 touchdowns are in play for Metcalf this season. And that would put him historically right in line to potentially get the most receiving touchdowns in the league. Very so good. Uh, 25 to one, uh, a good bet there on Metcalf. Follow the money, Paulie and Mitch Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Adam Chernoff, our guest, follow him on Twitter, the Simple Handicap Podcast. And I know Nick Saban earlier this week at SEC Media Days was asked time and time again about the quarterback position. He said, let the cake bake. But as an NFL handicapper, have you allowed to yourself to get to the point of what if Barkley isn't there? What do you look at from the season for the Giants what happens week one if he's there late same thing with Jacobs how do you look at week one and the season for these teams and especially the Giants and what Barkley means to that team if you've done that and and let your mind go there sure I I mean Barkley's obviously a significant part of that offense my sort of issue with the Giants this year is whether it's the Bill Barnwell article that gave you a hundred reasons why they're going to regress or just sort of this collective mindset among betters and a lot of guys who have done their preview stuff. It's like everyone's expecting New York to take a massive step back Mm -hmm. because of what they did a year ago. And when, while I, I can't really dispute a lot of those numbers, when you're talking about the, what if, never mind the Barkley stuff, what if Brian Dayball and Mike Kafka are just really good at their jobs? What if this is just a really good head coach and offensive coordinator combination that gets teams to overperform? It's like there was a, a significant regime change last year that at this time, we all loved the upside in the Giants. We couldn't say enough good things about what Dayball and Kafka could do. They go through and they do all of it, fourth quarter luck, under right? Like it was all there and there's all the reasons for things to come back. But I'm like, the expectations at seven and a half wins this year, it's the same as last year. It's not like we're Mm -hmm. seeing a situation like the lions where we're now at nine and a half wins. We're at the top of the ceiling. They might go to 10. Like this is still a team that's projected to win seven and a half games. So uh, obviously Barkley not being there would be significant. I think running backs overall, a lot more devalued than they've ever been. So if there's two guys that can sort of 
scheme around that and come up with something different. It's it's certainly Dayball and Kafka, but I just I think everybody just dismissing what the Giants did last year sort of overlooks how good this head coach and coordinator combination is. And I think that should get a little bit more respect than it is. Fair enough. Adam, uh, we love talking to you. I love listening to you. And uh, people can listen to you more often on your podcast. Subscribe, listen, download. It's called The Simple Handicap. Um, Great knowledge today, my friend. Thanks for the time. We appreciate that. Thanks very much, guys. 13 days Hall of Fame game. We're getting close. We'll talk again soon. Jets win the Super Bowl. Yep. Hey, we can only hope. We can only hope. (laughs) Okay. So what he's talking about there with, yep, absolutely. Like positive touchdown regression. Uh in and around the red zone for DK Metcalf. I'll give you another one. As I'm approaching, like, fantasy, we all are, right? Fantasy season and getting ready for a bunch of drafts. Uh This is another example of that. Deontay Johnson, the receiver for the Steelers, I'll use him as the comparison. He had 16 red zone targets last year. He had zero touchdowns. Like, do you think that's going to happen again when the guy recently scored seven and eight touchdowns in previous years? Like, zero touchdowns on 16 red zone targets alone is enough to tell you like that's an outlier. So you can't like overreact from season to season or year to year on something like that. And that's, I did not realize, I've looked at this too. I did not realize Metcalf was that high on the list. I'm staring right at the numbers right now. So, and his, by the way, his touchdown prop on the year is seven and a half over his even money for Metcalf. That was an excellent breakdown. Mm -hmm, No doubt. Uh, Up next, we'll do college football with Bruce Marshall. He's been traveling around to some of these media days. He was at SEC media days. Pack 12 this week. We'll get his thoughts on both of those conferences next here. Follow the money on VSIN, the sports betting network. This is Follow the Money on VSIN. Want to get in all the fantasy action, but sick of managing your roster? Sick of injuries? Ruining your season? With Best Ball on DraftKings, you get the best of your team all season long. Best Ball on DraftKings, bigger than ever. $10 million in guaranteed cash prizes up for grabs. For a limited time, you can join DraftKings' largest best ball contest ever. Get your first entry back in DraftKings dollars as soon as the draft is finished. Act now before this offer expires. To start playing Best Ball, download the app. With DraftKings, use the code FOLLOW. Enter the DraftKings Best Ball Millionaire Contest. Snake draft your team for the season. You'll rack up points from all your top scores. No ads, drops, trades, or I should have played them. Teams with the most points by the end of the season will have a shot to take home the $1 million top prize. Head to the DraftKings app. Use code FOLLOW to start playing best ball. $10 million best ball tournament. You'll get your first entry back in DraftKings dollars. Only on DraftKings with code FOLLOW. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. One per customer. Opt-in required. $10 entry fee. Bonus issued as DK $10. DK dollars. DraftKings.com slash promotions for details. Our old friend Bruce Marshall joins us now at Bruce A. Marshall on Twitter. CBS Sportsline. VegasInsider.com. He was at SEC Media Days. He joins us now. How you been, friend? Pretty good, Paulie. I can't believe we're already uh, bumping up to a new football season. Yes. So, uh, yeah, SEC Media Days, Nashville this year. First time they had it in Nashville. It was pretty good. Yes, and then they go to Dallas as well. Are you buying the LSU hype? I, to a certain extent, I, I, I am because I think, you know, Brian Kelly, though, he's not maybe the most most sizzle of coaches, but I, I think he's got something the way he organizes everything. And uh, he's the CEO coach. And it was just a much better organized LSU last year. They had that slip against Texas A&M at the end of the year that was sort of inexplicable. And so they sort of bookended the season with those uh, two losses and the one to Tennessee in the middle. But uh, I, I think so. I like Jaden Daniels a lot. I think he's a real playmaker. Um, the schedule, we'll see. I think a lot of it, if they're going to clear the season win total, they're going to have to probably beat Florida State in the opener, which they couldn't do last year. They are not playing them in Tallahassee, though. It is in Orlando. So that's actually the most interesting game, I think, opening weekend. Uh, that'll be the Sunday game on uh, September 3, mm-hmm. uh, FSU and LSU. Okay, so they also play at Alabama after the bye on November 4th. They always play that first weekend. Of November, And when you look and compare this team to the Crimson Tide, and I've seen so many people making the case, and a lot of hype obviously behind the Tigers this year, I get it. But if you were going to go and flip it with Alabama and tell me about the biggest weakness on the team, 
Is there anything outside of the unknown at quarterback, or is that basically it? Because it's Saban, and he does this every single year with his, you know, tons of awesome recruits. Well, there's two things, uh, Mitch. Yeah, I mean, the quarterback is big there. I mean, you're going from a Heisman winner uh, to uh, some unknowns. There. Well, sort of. I mean, you got the transfer in from Notre Dame, mm-hmm. and, and Milrow did not. I mean, he was a little bit skittish last year. But there's also been some staff changes there, you know, and and I think there's been a, a there's been a lot of that in recent years at Alabama, and there were some things about a couple of those games last year. I thought something just wasn't quite right. They really shouldn't have lost that Tennessee game, um, and they probably shouldn't have lost the LSU game uh, either. New coordinators both ways. Tommy Reese comes in from Notre Dame to coordinate the offense. He's an up and comer, but still change there. Kevin Steele comes back into the program to coordinate the defense. Pete Golden moved out to Mississippi after last year. There's been so much turnover in the coordinator spots, and in and in Saban's case, it's usually these guys going to be head coaches elsewhere. Though it wasn't the case uh, with those the two guys last year with O'Brien and, and Golden moving on elsewhere. But I. I think that that's sort of impacting Alabama negatively a little bit. And it's just so many staff changes. And that's, I just want to see how the games are managed because a couple of times last year, the games just didn't seem to be managed as well as they were before in the Saban era. Mm-hmm. Very good. How about some win totals? And I want to start with Texas A&M. And it was big news there that Petrino is now the offensive coordinator. And it was a disaster last year with the Aggies from an offensive standpoint. They returned just about in everybody. What do you think of their win total at that seven and a half range? I don't think they're going to get there. I think there was something, there's something more going on there. And the Jimbo, I mean, he's got a job as an auctioneer if he wants to leave coaching. I mean, <laughs> never has a coach said, said more words and said less than, than Jimbo. Yes, yes. Right? Right. Yeah. I mean, we, we try to pay him down to talk about Bob Petrino. He's going to be called to play for Texas A&M this year, but he wouldn't really say that. I mean, he sort of said, yeah, Bobby's brought in to call the plays, but he didn't quite rule himself out from doing it. And I think there's going to be a real, uh, real, uh, you know, chance. Jimbo, by nature, wants to take the wheel of the offense. I want to see how this works out with, with Petrino. And, you know, he pulled him out of UNLV because uh, Barry Odom had hired Petrino, late hire. I, I'm, that offense was so broken last year. And uh, I think there's more problems at A&M than people realize. And uh, game two at Miami, sort of an interesting one. I mean, they could come out of the gate. Uh, they're going to have to come out of the gate 3-0, and I think, to have a chance to clear that number. Uh, and the mm-hmm. first S&C game is Auburn, which they might be able to win. But they, have, they could also come out, you know, 2-2 two and two the first four, and that's going the wrong way. I'm looking under with A&M. Uh, uh, Lane Kiffin, the Ashton Kutcher of college football. Uh, you look at the resume, it's like, what? And he keeps getting these paydays and these jobs, but he made some waves with his comments about the portal and NIL. But uh, your thoughts on Old Miss and their win total at seven and a half? Well, somebody should have handed him a, a hairbrush before he came yesterday. That would have been that would have been yes. nice if he would have combed, combed his hair if he showed up. I'm a little skeptical here on, on, on Ole Miss. So I don't have a real strong feel on, on the win total a little bit to the under probably, I think, because last year he took advantage of a very favorable schedule. The first half of the season, right. and I got high there in the rankings into the top 10 and it all started to fall apart after the LSU game. He's brought in, you know, and then Spencer Sanders comes in from Oklahoma state, but dart is already there. They, this is a running team now. And, and actually that was the one thing uh, Kiffin, a, a, a Norm Chow disciple. Norm Chow's offense has always ran the ball better than people thought. I mean, it was, it was they sort of kept you off balance all the time. And he is a great play caller there. But I don't know about this defense that fell apart down the stretch last year. They might lose two games in September. They got to go two, down to New Orleans to play Tulane, and they got to go to Bama. That's early this year. Then they get LSU September 30th. They could come out of September two and three, and then uh, I don't think they're going to get over that seven and a half wins. All right, very good. Uh, how about what do you do with Mississippi State and this sad story with the loss of, of uh, Leach and, and how they bounce back and with the new coach? What do you expect out of out of Miss State? You know, uh, I I actually think they might be okay. Um, they played the ball. Zach Arnett was their defensive coordinator last year. Took over the bowl game. Very emotional. They beat Illinois. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving forward, though, I mean, he was a guy who was on head coaching radar. He's got Rocky Long. Uh, credentials is he worked under Rocky for a long time at New Mexico and San Diego State. Defense is going to be sound. They say they're not going full air raid this year. Uh, they're going to try to balance things out a little bit more with uh, with Will Rogers. Here's the, the sneaky good portal ad. 
and I and I asked Coach Arnett about it in Nashville the other day. Mike Wright was Vanderbilt's quarterback for part of last year. And I thought the reason Vanderbilt won four of their games last year, he is such a dynamic game breaker with the way he can run. Uh, but I don't know that he's going to unseat Rodgers, but Arnett said, look, there's a lot of ways we can use Wright. He's the fastest guy on our team, and he's a great change of pace of quarterback. He said, yeah, we're looking to use him. I think he's a secret weapon for them. And uh, we'll, we'll see. They get LSU and Alabama both at home in the first month. I'm not sure they're going to beat either. But a lot of these teams are at 6.5 wins in the SEC. And this is one I think is going to clear 6.5. Okay. okay. So there you go. To recap in the SEC, Miss State over 6, A&M under 8.5, Ole Miss under 7.5. We're talking to Bruce Marshall. He is with uh, CBS Sportsline, a Vegas insider. Uh, we'll have you stick around for one more segment. We'll get into the Pac-12 and maybe a little bit of Big 12 if we have time. Just wanted to run this by you. We do have some uh, breaking news this morning. As uh, Tony Bennett, 96 years old, longtime entertainer, unbelievable chops, passed away at 96. Any memories, Bruce, of uh, growing up and listening to Tony Bennett? From when I was youngest. I mean, I, one of the, the – uh, left my heart in San Francisco, I think it was early 60s, and I remember him singing that song on TV and, uh, yeah, I mean, for my entire life, I remember Tony Bennett. So, yeah, very sad day. Yeah, absolute legend, no question about it. So uh, we'll continue with Bruce Mar- Marshall coming up next. Now, I've made a couple of bets in the Pac-12. Have mm-hmm. you had anything in that conference yet, Paulie? Uh, trying to think. I did play USC under 10, and I think uh, I did something with Washington. I'll have to look. Okay, yeah, because I, I played Washington to win the Pac-12, mm-hmm. and... I'm very. I'm almost too high on Washington, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Okay. And we'll get. We'll we'll find out what Bruce likes with the Huskies as well coming up because I can't wait to see like the preseason rankings. And we knew this at the end of last year when everybody was going to come back and Penix just popped and he was spectacular. Yeah. And the schedule actually, I've. Uh, I think it's a little bit more difficult today than I thought maybe like a month or so ago when I bet that to win the uh, conference and also uh, took over the win total as well. But there's a lot to like with Washington. I think there's a ton to like in the Pac-12. I think it's a really good conference this year. So we'll continue up next with Bruce Marshall. He's been in this racket for a long, long time. We'll get his best bets and find out what he thinks about Washington and the Huskies. And some, a lot of hype on Oregon State this year. Oh, yes. Look at their win total. It's like 8 over minus 140 now. We'll ask Bruce about all that coming up here on Follow the Money. It's Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app.
This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Got to get our NFL betting guide over 70 pages. Great job by Steve Mackinnon. We have plenty of predictions on win totals and props. The college football guide comes out in a couple weeks. Only VEASAN Pro subscribers get all the tools to prep for the college and NFL seasons. Profiles of every team, stats, power ratings, best bets on futures and win totals. Sign up before the end of July. Get both guides and full VEASAN Pro access all the way through the Super Bowl for $175. Or sign up for the monthly subscription. Get your first 30 days for only $19. Offer ends July 31st. Don't miss out. VEASAN.com slash subscribe to become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. Get it. Okay, we continue here with Bruce Marshall. He's been uh, betting on sports and college football for many, many years. He's with CBS Sportsline and Vegas Insider. We talked about Washington and the Huskies before the break. Uh, I said that I bet them to win it uh, a few weeks ago at least. They were 5-1 to one at Circa, mm, probably back in late May or early June. They're plus 325 right now to win the Pac-12 championship. Uh, which way do you want to go with the Huskies here? Because I know that you're high on them as well. Do you want to go that or do you want to go win total? Uh, both. Um, and uh, I think there's value in both. I mean, th- this was this was the best team in the Pac-12 last year. I don't care who was in the Pac-12 title game. It was only by some odd tiebreakers that they weren't in there, and Utah was. But it was the best team in the Pac-12 last year. A couple of hiccups, early October, late September there, the UCLA and Arizona game. They straightened things out. Kalen DeMore, was, Kalen DeMore was the best bargain hire. They paid less than half for him than what SC paid for Lincoln Riley. All, they, they just they coach the heck out of the team. He knows offense pretty well. I mean, he he's the guy who, you know, got Jake Hayner going a couple of years ago at Fresno. He's got Penix going. Of course, he goes back to Indiana with him. Penix could well win the Heisman this year. I think there's a chance they run the table. I'm a little over my skis maybe with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but the schedule shapes up well. I mean, they get Oregon at home. Uh, they do have to go to SC, but, you know, they didn't see SC last year. They were a better team than SC last year, and they were a better team than Utah. I'm sad they didn't get to play either of them, but that's my thought. They went into Eugene and won. Nobody does that. Uh, so the Huskies over and winning the conference. I think that's that's good value both ways. A lot of playoff talk with USC sitting there 10, 9.5 with the total. What do you think of the Trojans? Not buying it with them this year. Um, and Lincoln Riley, I mean, it's last year was his Oklahoma team just sort of transferred over to SC with maybe a worse defense than he ever had at Oklahoma. Now, I know they've got some portal ads on defense, and they love Bear Alexander and all that up front from Georgia. But it's still Alex Grinch coordinating his defense. He didn't quite have the answers last year. Fundamentally, they were very poor. One other thing about last year, fundamentally on defense, tackling and all just terrible. That was awful the last mm-hmm. couple of games against you. Yes. Years. Uh, keep in mind, the schedule broke so, so, so incredibly well for them last year. Um, I think they lose that game at Oregon State if Chance Nolan's shoulder isn't hurting. Or if Goldbrinson had come in earlier, they'd probably lose that game. Um, and they were struggling with Arizona, Cal, everybody down the stretch could have lost to UCLA this year. Uh, they get Oregon. They didn't get Oregon last year. This year, they get Washington. Didn't get Washington this year, uh, last year. This year, they got to go to Notre Dame. Uh, they'll start off quick. The schedule saw pretty soft early, but then it gets tougher. They're going to lose at least three games, I think. And I think they're going to land under that win total. A lot of hype with Oregon state and you're buying it as well. What do you think of the Beavers? Yeah, I am. And I, and I should go back actually, because I, I sort of like Washington at that, uh, the conference win price. Actually, I might just Washington to get over the win total, but to win the PAC 12, there might be better value at, on Oregon state on that price. Um, I, I like everything that's going on there with Jonathan Smith. He's extremely underrated as a coach. They've got the entire line back. They've got uh, Damian Martinez, who looks like the second coming of Steven Jackson. Trent Bray's defense, a little bit of rebuilding there, but they were the best Pac-12 defense last year. The whole key for Oregon State, and one of the guys you want to watch nationwide this year, is that DJ Ugalele can come in here at quarterback uh-huh. and give them an upgrade. Uh, I'm I'm, I think he can, but uh, he did. There's a little bit of sideways stuff for him at Clemson, but actually, I think this is a better spot for him at Oregon State. He's got a real running back there in, in Martinez, and a system that I think that Smith knows how to coach. Yes, over Oregon State, and actually, I think they're probably a better value and a win price to win the conference even than Washington. I'm looking at uh, 11 to one on the Beavers right now to win the Pac-12 at DraftKings. Uh, so those are the three. They like in the Pac-12, also Big 12, 
Um, and we're looking at current numbers on win totals at Oklahoma and at Texas. Both teams are priced at nine and a half. I mean, that, that's that's a big bounce back year for Oklahoma under Venables now in his second year. And also Texas. I mean, are you buying the hype? It seems like every single year we hear that Texas is back. I'm not buying the hype at either place, especially not at Oklahoma. I mean, that was not a good team last year. Um, and that defense, I mean, this is supposed to be a Venable specialty. And uh, they finished, what, 121st nationally in total defense or, or something like that. Uh, yeah, 121. Uh, they, were, they weren't that good. And I know, I mean, the Texas game, I know Gabriel didn't play, but the fact they were so barren in the bullpen at quarterback, they didn't have a guy who could throw the ball downfield. I mean, what if Gabriel gets hurt again? Uh, they do have a freshman they like uh, coming in at quarterback, Arnold, but they're probably hoping for next year for him. But I'm not seeing it with Oklahoma. I mean, they were really bad last year. Well, not, they weren't bad, but they were a mediocre team. They were 6-7. and seven. Uh, That's uh, just very average to me. So getting up to 10 wins, I don't see it. I don't see it for Texas either. Yeah. And I think Sark's got a lot to prove still. There's a lot of uh, people in Austin, a lot of Texas exes weren't behind that move to move Tom Herman out a couple of years ago. Um, and, uh, you know, last year, the, you know, a lot of the big, I know they pushed Alabama early, but, you know, they lost, they lost a game at Texas Tech. They couldn't beat TCU. They lost a game at Oklahoma State, lost the bowl game to Washington. I'm not sold on you as a quarterback. I don't think Arch is quite ready to move him out yet. And though you can replace running backs, a great running back like Bijan Robinson might not be that easy to replace. So, um, you know, let, let's see what, uh, what Sark can do this year. But I think they're too high as well. Great job, Bruce. Thanks for a few minutes. Enjoy media days. Thanks for getting up early. Okay, boys. We'll talk to you down the road. Thank there you. you. Thanks, Bruce. Bruce Marshall and ACC and Big Ten next week. Pac-12 media day today here in Vegas down the street. I take shots at Kiffin. What the hell has Sark ever won? You know, and I, I, can be, I could be the offensive coordinator back on those Alabama teams. I thought Sark was a disaster. He was with the Atlanta Falcons as an OC. Yeah. So this is... I'm looking you at, know, I mean, you know, current prices to win that conference... You can grab K State right now at plus six seventy five. Yeah, and a lot, now, lot of media member, a couple media members picked them to win it. I got news for you. I mean, what would Texas look like if they could recruit and have Kleiman as the head coach? Now we're talking about a team that yeah. could be in the playoffs like every single year. Um, Sark is just yeah, he, may, maybe maybe this is the year that it, you know it goes off and they win eleven games and they win the this conference and they're playing in the playoff. But I do not have this team as a playoff team. I know that they're a sexy squad and. I just, I can't get there with them. I threw them on there, uh, and, and, and the guide that comes out, remember, get our guide in two weeks. Uh, we were asked to pick uh, playoff teams. I did just, and it's hard to get there with the four, though, right? I mean, if you're not buying the LSU hype, okay, I understand. So you go Georgia, you go Ohio State, you want to go two from the Big Ten. Bruce not buying the USC hype, right? There could be losses. You have to show me that you fixed the defense. I went, it's kind of uh, hard to get the four. Yeah, I went, I went Georgia, Clemson. Oh, really? And I think I went two Big Ten teams this year. Okay. With both, because Michigan is, right. they have a chance to just, they have a chance to win the whole thing. Ohio State, if the quarterback yeah. position is going to be okay, they could as well. Here's the thing about Texas and their win total. Again, you can get plus 120 under nine and a half right now. Under nine and a half. They're seven point dogs at Alabama in week two. Well, if they lose that game, they can only lose one more. That's it. They play at Baylor. They get Oklahoma, obviously. That's on a neutral every single year. I know the Big 12, people are like the, the new team. At Houston, they get K-State at home, but then they close at TCU, at Iowa State, Texas Tech. I uh, I, I mean, if good luck. Yep, yep. I was going back and forth with Chris Felica. He did, he did, he's not saying it was going to happen, but if, he did point out that Oklahoma, when Gabriel was in there, they were close losses. Yep. Although you certainly I could not believe how bad the defense was. Uh, this is a very big round here now for these guys, like Fleetwood and these guys that are, uh, getting off, this might be the Brian Harmon Invitational because the course is difficult today with the wind. But Harmon carved it up, and and and, and the, you're right. The eagle on 18 was a killer to get to 10 under in a five shot lead. No one else is playing well, and this guy's 10 under through two. Oh, he mocked me. He he sent that eagle right in my face and said, "How does that taste?" Yeah, well, I mean, it also shows to how it also shows how far ahead the in play is. Because the line was moving, bam, 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 bam. And then, right. okay, here's the eagle, right? Well, I'm no wonder you, why. You how can, far ahead they are of the actual coverage. Yeah, Paul, if you track certain apps, I'm looking at one right now. I'm looking at a website right now. They, they must be 
a minimum of, I'm just going to guess, thir- thir- and I'm being conservative, 30 seconds ahead of the coverage on TV. Because you were, before, like during breaks today, you're like, well, this guy's at, like, he's through 15. I'm like, no, he's not. He just birdied 16. You know, it's like, wait, what? The TV yeah. is that far behind? Yeah. So, yeah, they're dialed in. But look at that. I mean, he's plus 190 to win the tournament after two rounds now. I got to take some of that. What if these guys can't fall back? That's in play. Who's to say Fleetwood? Yeah. You know? And, and the amateur's blowing up. So many guys are struggling today. All right, you missed any of the show, go back and listen on your own time. Search Follow the Money wherever you get your podcast. Have a great weekend. Kill it, Betting. We'll talk to you on Monday. We'll see you. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome.